0: Welcome to Loving God and Making Money. I am Julaine Smith. And
1: I'm Kyla Alvarez. Hey, Kyla. Welcome back, everybody,
0: to the podcast. Kyla and I are so excited to continue on in our series. Girl, we've been breaking down some deep stuff. Mm -hmm. I know it is deep. I just pray our listeners are keeping up. But we are here to do one thing. We're on a mission, and we're on a mission to help you to make more, save more, and give more than you ever thought possible to the glory of God. It's all about the kingdom, folks, and Kyla and I have been talking about What does the kingdom of heaven look like in the marketplace when we understand it to be righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? And last week, we were talking about wisdom and the spirit of wisdom and the role that that spirit of wisdom plays in our life and how it gets manifested in the way we lead. We all introduced this idea of leaders who are friends in the workplace with those that they lead. And it really is an idea of being in relationship Mm -hmm. with people. Right. Yes. And being in relationship with people in a, in a way that helps you to be your authentic self, helps you to operate from a pos- position of love, uh, that generates a power that is eternal. Um, and you know, as, a, as we get into today's episode, Kyla, I wanted to just share with people a little bit about what the Bible says about wisdom, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to, I want to read as we jump off into this topic today, I want to read from Proverbs chapter 3 verses 13 through 18. And um, it talks about wisdom. It says, happy is the man or woman who Mm -hmm. finds wisdom and the man or woman who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better then the profits of silver, and her gain then fine gold. She's more precious than rubies, and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace." She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain Mm -hmm. her. This is wisdom that we're talking about, folks. And to me, it's like a standard of life that we aspire to, which only God Mm -hmm. can
1: bring. This, this is the spirit of the Lord. It's, it's a fullness of God. It's, and that's what I love about wisdom. It like, it imparts a fullness into your life. And we talked about the workplace being a sea of despair. Right. What we need is that fullness. What we're longing for is that wholeness. Yes. How, how do we change it? We changed it with wisdom. (laughs) With wisdom. I
0: mean, the workplace may be lacking in Wisdom, yes. Maybe that's why so many people hate their jobs. Yes. Maybe that's why people don't feel appreciated. Hello. Maybe that's why people feel like they can't be their authentic Mm -hmm. selves in the workplace. Something has happened in that environment that has brought in despair and ushered wisdom out the door.
1: Yes, it is true. So we want
0: to bring her. Back again. Come on, let's do it. Okay, okay. so we talked last week about how there's an intimacy. You were bringing this point up, Carla. Mm -hmm. You were talking about, hey, if you want to get practical in terms of how do you embrace wisdom, it's an intimacy that starts by way of your relationship with Jesus. Yes. That that's like the doorway that opens up that path to wisdom, right? Get intimate with God. And when we do that, we begin to see ourselves. Yes. And we began to know ourselves and we challenged our listeners last week. Hey, get a journal, start writing down what you see, Mm -hmm. writing down your thoughts, writing down information that helps us to understand, helps you to understand who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. And then today, what I wanted to do was to move us forward and in that whole process, by describing some of the things that, uh, or, or styles of leadership or attributes of leadership behavior that reflect the presence of wisdom.
1: Because that's the important thing. Wisdom, we, we can't keep wisdom in the clouds. No. Um, oh, you know, that's
0: good, Kyla. Right. Say that again.
1: <laughs> we can't keep, keep wisdom, wisdom up in the clouds. In the clouds, like this sun, this, this, like, thing yes. that we can't grasp. Uh, yes, exactly. And we can't just leave it between us and Jesus. It's, Ooh, it's wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom can only be known once it's enfleshed. You have to enflesh it. You have to own it. You, you have, have to, to put to some ex- feet and some hands yes. and
0: some legs and some uh, movement yeah. to it. Wisdom
1: yes. is is literally lived out. Yes. Um, it, it's not just a theory. It's not just, it doesn't stay in your mind. It's it's a, what I would say is it's a praxis that is both theory and a practice. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, it's, it's a dual reality. Yes, so what girl. I love and what, you know, what Jelaine's going to get into here. And if you haven't already done this, get yourself mm. involved in this soul plan that Jelaine has Thank on you. her website. You have to go get it. But I love this because it's practical (laughs) tools. It's real tools and guidelines. And and, and really what they are is starting points too. Because I Mm -hmm. think your own particularities will will hone in what this actually looks like. But get yourself the soul plan because we've done the work for you. She's done the work. She's outlined it. But I'm excited to go into this today. So we, we need to name though what some elements of wisdom might actually look like.
0: Exactly. What would it look like if you are uh, a man or a woman in the workplace leading a group of people inspired by your purpose and rooted and grounded in your intimacy with Christ um, and full of wisdom? So we were going to talk about standards of Generous leadership. Now, I talked last week about authentic generosity being that place that you operate out of where you are giving to others out of a desire to want to serve the purposes of God. Okay, So we know in the marketplace that giving is used a lot. I mean, it is a, a tactic that is used to to help build top-line revenue. Um, how many of you get excited when you get a BOGO? Buy one, get one, right? Mm-hmm. It builds brand <laughs> loyalty. I mean, companies give away promo products all the time with an intent of trying to get your attention to do business with them on an ongoing basis. And so there is a practical application of this idea of giving that business uses, and it's smart. I mean, who wouldn't do it? Um, but that's not what I'm talking about when I talk about authentic generosity. Authentic generosity is a giving that happens simply because of your being in Christ and motivated by love mm-hmm. and a desire to fulfill your purpose. So, generous leadership. There are 11 standards of generous leadership. I do talk about them in uh the book, Purpose, Passion, Profits, and it's all part of the Soul Plan Framework, as Kyla was uh, uh saying earlier, but I want to go through these actions, Kyla, and let's just mm-hmm. kind of break these down because I'm hoping that as we do so, we may not get through all 11 today, Lord, that might be too long of a podcast for any one person to sit and listen to at one time, but we're going to definitely get started. And I want to do so because I think that it helps people to see the possibilities, when you give them something to aspire towards Mm -hmm. in terms of what this could look like, Mm -hmm. right? A framework. Yeah, a framework. That's what it is. So the first one, these are all actions. These are things that we do as generous leaders. The first one is that we build and sustain relationships. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this (laughs) is like going right back to what you said, Kyla. Mm, Ironic. Mm, mm, Isn't that interesting? (laughs) That leaders uh, should uh, seek to build relationships, as, as you put it, To make friends Mm -hmm. with the people that they are leading, right? And the way I define this is that generous leaders are willing to share their time, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: knowledge, resources to build relationships with employees, customers, vendors or their suppliers and other stakeholders, allowing their intuition. We can can substitute that word wisdom right Mm -hmm. there. Allowing their intuition or wisdom to be their guide in this regard. Mm-hmm. They are insightful, diligent when it comes to caring for people as well as the environment. Hello. hello. This building and sustaining of relationships can look like this. And in order for us to think, of, think about this in a practical sense, as a leader, you know, you've got a lot of com- competing demands on your, on your day. For mm-hmm. your time how mm-hmm. many times have you in a position of leadership had somebody come into your office or walk up to your desk with a question or a need and your response is I don't have time for you today or you don't open up yourself to receive that impromptu uh, informal engagement with those yes. that you lead
1: yes and you don't it, make
0: yourself available
1: no and and it becomes detrimental to your own leadership I mean, it, does. it, what, it has it significant repercussions. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that because I remember that even a moment where all this changed for me is because I I, I have a big background with hospitality. Mm-hmm. And so I ran a whole team of hospitality staff. Mm-hmm. And in one of the scenarios, you know, I was so busy running and leading and doing and we were in the middle of a big big conference with thousands and thousands of people and one of my work you know employees there she she was asking for something and I I just quickly gave her an answer mm-hmm. right and then she went off and I went I went into the kitchen later and she was Balling. I mean, I had broken her. And to be honest with you, I don't even know what I said. Yes, But yeah. that's where something clicked for me that I cannot take for granted the way I say my words because my yes. words are power. They can either create life or death. Yeah. And if I value people, what comes out of my mouth can either be a weapon of warfare exactly. for someone or against someone. Exactly. Uh, and I'd rather be on the positive side of it. All
0: the time, it's it's the kind of um, it's the kind of nuance of of leadership that we we need to be mindful of. It's like mm-hmm. a presence of knowing what you're saying and how you're saying it. And I know. Um, my husband reminds me <laughs> that sometimes my communication <laughs> husbands, style,
1: husbands are good for that. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Okay, when I tell you we even had a conversation about this last night. Okay. okay but Truth. sometimes the way that I communicate with people, it comes off as though... He, he'll say, oh, you know, are you a know-it-all? And I... It's a kind of confidence, I think, that he was, he was poking at a little bit, mm-hmm. but, but in a way that maybe doesn't, um, build relationships. Yes. Right. That's the key. And when you're already in a position of power or authority and then you have a communication style that, comes off in, in such a way where others feel intimidated by you or they feel like they're not able to to come and have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it breaks down that, that environment where, where relationship building can be sustained. Yes. And I think that's what uh, uh, is important for us as leaders to be mindful of. How we speak to people, what we say, the amount of time we give to them matters. And as a leader... You have the responsibility to be a good steward of your time. Yep. You also, however, are going to want to be aware of the needs of the people around you and make sure you include in your planning of your day enough room or opportunity for you to engage with those who are working with you.
1: Yes. Don't
0: get so, so busy that you don't have time for others is what I'm saying.
1: Absolutely. And that just comes down to reestablishing people's value Mm -hmm. when you, a good leader communicates value to people and um, studies show simply that when you, build up the value of your community, you get a higher return and higher output and performance out of people. That's so right. even on a practical level, yeah, this wisdom, this wisdom of befriending people, of of having and building relationships, that's actually a strategic investment. And companies are taking note of that. Yes. Companies are realizing that by creating these dynamics, they are getting a better Product
0: Exactly. The environment shifts. Yes. Productivity increases. Creativity and innovative ideas can exist and flow Mm -hmm. in and out of the lives of the people that you're working with when you create that environment that's open. You know, which is a great segue to the next action of a generous leader. It's to operate in transparency. Now, this one is interesting because here what I am proposing is that as a leader... That you should be willing to open yourself up Mm -hmm. to allow other people to see the good and not so good aspects of who you are. The humanness. The human side of you. So I say, generous leaderships, leaders demonstrate collaboration and cooperation by welcoming input and advice from others. Yes. They seek openness and truthfulness in relationships. And they exercise wisdom while allowing others to see the good and not so good aspects of who they are. They are not afraid to ask for help when they need it. Now, I'll tell you, I learned this one, uh, this this truth, this wisdom about the power of transparency as I was rising in the ranks of my own corporate finance career. Hmm. Because I could see leaders who would position themselves in the workplace as though... Their stuff didn't stink. I mean, like, (laughs) it was nothing that they did that wasn't, you know, gonna be, you were gonna be able to scrutinize. Uh huh. And you
1: knew it was not, excuse me? To be honest, it's not fun to be around people uh, like that. (laughs) Oh my God. And I would,
0: I would say, I don't wanna be that kind of leader. Yeah. Sometimes you can learn good lessons from bad leadership. Oh, that is the truth. Right? This Mm -hmm. is one of those where I would say, I've seen this, but at the same time, as a leader, I can appreciate how difficult this one is.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, especially for, let's be honest, for women in particular, we're already fighting such an uphill battle Ooh. to have to prove ourselves. Yeah. That the moment we sh- share weakness, it's often looked down upon. And, and I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there because I tend to. Mm. But I mean, men, this is a great way to check yourselves right mm. now is do you value the transparency of your employees, of those underneath you, or even of your female leadership? Yeah. Do you value that or are you criticizing that? Because truth yeah. is that that actual personal um, connection that people are establishing, that is practically a wise Um, move on their part but oftentimes women get discredited for it right when really it's a strength
0: yeah exactly and how do you respond as a leader when you do uncover or you see there's an area where maybe a person is not as strong as a performer in that area as in another right Mm -hmm. and or How how do you respond when somebody does risk being transparent with you and saying they're struggling with something or they're asking for help? The way you respond as a leader Mm -hmm. to somebody else's vulnerability and transparency determines whether or not you're going to create an environment where operating in transparency is valued, yeah and I'm telling you this this is just like building and sustaining relationships. People should feel comfortable or not feel threatened mm-hmm. okay um in at work. Uh, by their their need to be transparent and say I need help, that yes. should not make them feel intimidated. No. or or even you as a leader. I mean, please don't be a leader where you you go into the workplace and you pretend like you got it all together. Oh, that is the truth. there. There is no company on the face of this earth that is doing anything of significance. Um, where the leader is operating in isolation and yeah. alone and has all the answers to every question and knows how to find a solution to every challenge.
1: Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. No. And in, in, in all honesty, too, if you think you have all the answers mm-hmm. and you think you have to have it all together, I think we, your business needs to check itself. Why? Well, I mean, you, yeah, you as a leader,
0: check yourself. Yeah, be a better person, be a better leader.
1: Well, I mean, it's just if you think you know everything, right. then you've capped out on your idea of what it even means to grow. Did you know discipleship at the end of it is just the actual engagement of uh, of entering into the process of learning? That's what discipleship is. So you can't even be a disciple unless if you're constantly learning. But if oh. you say you're a know-it-all, yeah. then you ain't a disciple because you ain't <laughs> learning nothing. So, I mean, just practically saying, That's good. get to that place of, hey, I have areas of weakness. I have places that need help. And Mm -hmm. I think when we foster that in our work environment practically, Mm -hmm. it encourages people to take the practical steps to better themselves. Right. And when you do that, you're actually empowering your employees. You're empowering your community to be better. And once again a practical better return on your whole business.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. That is it in a nutshell. So listen, don't try to be all, build community. This is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Build an environment where people can really come in, be vulnerable, be transparent, operate in their truth and get things done. So that's um, that's the attribute of generous leadership that we're aspiring towards. Here's another one. It's operating in truth. Now, now this is interesting because it's somewhat related to um, this idea of being transparent. But when I say operate in truth, I'm thinking about it on three different aspects or three different areas, Kyla. I I'm thinking about economic truth, Mm -hmm. business truth and ethical truth. Okay. So, um, in today's podcast, we're going to try to break down all these three before we end up, um, having to shut it down until next week. But listen, when I say economic truth, I'm talking about, do you value integrity in your own financial reporting. Now, this is interesting because mm-hmm. I'm a CPA. I'm an accountant. I have a public accounting firm. I work with companies all over the Seattle Northwest uh, area, right? I see a lot of different flavors of what uh, operating and economic truth might look like. Now, when you come to work for us, uh, or when we come to work for you, if you're one of our clients, we absolutely are going to help you to toe this line. But you'd be surprised how many business leaders are willing to maybe cut corners or fudge um, a little, fudge a little <laughs> bit mm-hmm. when it comes to this idea of economic truth. Mm-hmm. And then when it, when we're talking about um, uh, business truth here, I'm talking about maintaining integrity in operations and communications. Are you a person of your word? Are mm-hmm. you operating in an environment where, where truth is valued in your workplace or are, are you creating an environment where maybe shoddy work product or even a little bit of fudging of truth is tolerated mm-hmm. when it comes to maybe trying to get a sale or to push product out the door? I mean, what kind of truth are you allowing, uh, to exist in your business or, or not? And then when we talk about ethical truth, Kyla, I'm talking about guarding against dishonesty and corruption.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lord knows, yeah, our society, our communities can use a little bit more ethical truth nowadays. I mean, when we get to the p- place as a society where we're questioning even what truth is, then we know that there's a problem. Yes. but as a generous leader, building an environment that is based on grounded in values that establish a higher standard for running your business, mm-hmm. operating in truth, it's a big deal. Yes. It matters, you know. So that's an area that I think that we as leaders are called to, um, to build in our own companies. So when things go wrong and you make a mistake, because folks, we will make a mistake. Don't try to hide it. Deal with it.
1: Yes. Right. And it'll get easier and easier every single time you confront it. One of my, one of my mentors who I love so much, she always says, Kyla, I am not a liar. I am not Mm. a liar. She tells it out loud and reconfirms it because... It's
0: like the clarion itself. Yeah,
1: it is. In the moment that something starts to become a little gray for her or Mm -hmm. where something can be um, perceived a little gray, she goes, nope, I am not a liar. I am not a liar. And she will clear the air. and. Uh, to be honest with you, there's people are attracted to that kind of integrity.
0: They are attracted to it. There's a story of a, a businessman that I know who, years ago, um, when we were going through the Great Recession, um, had a need to get bank financing. And he um, went to a bank and he had been turned down and, uh, at the first bank and the bank that turned him down is the bank that he actually had the relationship with. Mm -hmm. And so he went to another bank and was trying again to get some financing to cover his working capital. And, um, the application on the, um, uh, the loan asked a question. It asked the question, are all of your rents current? So this, this particular business was one where, uh, they had real estate and they would lease out the real estate. Mm -hmm. And so um, he said that when he got to that question, he knew that there was a tenant and one of his businesses Mm. that was late, had not paid the rent. Now he looked at the question on the loan application from the bank and he had to stop and ask himself, now I've got X number of tenants and out of all my population of tenants, one is late. -hmm. Do I answer this question to say, yes, all of my rents are current, or do I tell the bank one of my tenants is late? Yeah. Well, this person happened to be a believer and he had gone enough through, he had gone on his journey with Christ. We talked about that intimacy and Mm -hmm. relationship with Jesus. He had gotten to a a point in that relationship where he had already had some experiences Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: maybe he didn't make the
1: yeah. The best yeah, decision, choices.
0: right? Mm-hmm. Right? And so he had a quick little conversation with God right then. Uh, okay, am I going to be truthful Yeah, or not? Yeah. And he said, no, I've learned my lessons. I decided, he said, to be truthful. So he said, one of my tenants is late. Mm-hmm. That was enough of a of a mark on the loan application in that environment where capital was tight for him to not get that loan. Mm-hmm. But do you know what happened? Mm-hmm. When he turned in that loan application to that bank, and they read his application and saw his
1: integrity. Yes.
0: He got the loan from Come the on. bank Come because on. of his integrity. Yes. He had the banker call him and said, you're the kind of leader and business owner we Come aspire on. to work wow. with. Wow,
1: that's amazing. Because
0: you know how easy it would have been for him to fudge yep. the truth? It would have been very easy. But because he told the truth, not only did he get that bank loan, guess what? His bank heard about what happened <laughs> and came back to him and offered him. Of more. course.
1: Uh, c- c- of course. Come hey, on. God is Come good. On. People. Come on. That's God okay. is good. Wait a minute.
0: That's called the <laughs> supernatural yes. blessing and favor of God. So, hey, the point is, folks, integrity operating in truth pays. Dividends. So Kyla and I have got to wrap this one up. But girl, we just getting into these things. I, I mean, I got I got three covered and we got 11 on the list here of things that we can do to change the environment in our workplaces, to establish a higher standard for running our businesses, because we are what I call generous Leaders. We mm-hmm. are leaders who understand our identity in Christ. Our mission is about the kingdom of heaven and business is a means of fulfilling that purpose. So we're gonna bring a different kind of leadership. Yes. Into the workplace. Amen. Hey Kyla, what you got?
1: No, uh, my only conclusion would be is to take time, pray about each of these and yeah. Um yes, we're yes, excited yes. to share the rest with you. But yeah, challenge yourself to, to just Go deep, Mm -hmm. take time, don't rush these things, and we're excited to see you guys next week.
0: For sure, for sure. So don't forget, build and sustain relationships, operate in transparency, and operate in truth. Those are the first three attributes of a generous leader. Take it to heart. Think about it. Write about it. Consider your own ways. We can't change what we don't confront. This is Loving God and Making Money. I'm Jelaine Smith here mm-hmm. with Kyla Alvarez. Mm-hmm. We will see y'all next week. In the meantime, go out into that marketplace. Do what I always encourage you to do. Make more, save more, give more than you ever dreamed possible to the glory of God. It's worth it, folks. Until next time, have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.